the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And welcome back. Thursday, May 12th, 2022. We'll put the monologue at the top of the third hour today. We'll do that then. I'll go through a few items with you now. Let me... uh, Start with the phone number if you'd like to weigh in on anything. It's 602-508-0960. Bill, welcome back. Uh, hope you had a decent day off. Uh, any great books, movies, other accomplishments you care to share with the audience? Just another normal day in Phoenix, Arizona. Good enough. All right. Well, I don't know if you're with me on, on what constitutes normal now anymore. There is this notion of new normal, which usually uh, should should send chills up the spine when when people are frustrated with what that new normal looks like. Um, gas prices, let's start there. How many of you are happy with what you're getting at the gas pump these days? How many are happy with what you're seeing on food prices? We'll get to the formula issue, baby formula issue in just a moment. Well, um, gas prices are, of course, growing up. They are intolerably high. And so I give you these um, I give you these headlines. Biden, this is from an hour ago. Biden canceled an Alaska oil and gas leak sale. Uh, seven hours ago, New York Post, White House scraps oil gas lease sales as fuel prices hit new highs. Um, you tell me, you tell me what's connecting and what isn't. Four hours ago, the New York Times reported Biden administration cancels oil drilling sales in Alaska and Gulf of Mexico. Washington Post reports Biden pulls three offshore oil lease sales, curbing new drilling this year. Is that is that what a president should be doing when gas prices are this high? Is that what a president should be doing when uh, in, in energy independence has uh, faded away under his administration? Is energy independence a desiderata of this country? Is it a desire? Is it a desiderata of this administration? Hard to say. By their actions, the answer is no. I'm old enough to remember throughout uh, the early aughts, uh, the singular aughts, uh, right after 9-11 for several years, energy independence was the goal of this country. It was not only uh, favorable towards consumers, it was not only good for employment, uh, but it was uh, to get us uh, off the um, off the hook of the oil cartels from the Middle East, particularly Saudi Arabia. Why are we rejoining it? Why are we rehooking up? Why are we tethering our plight to them all over again and costing Americans jobs and American Dollars. Why are we making it harder to be an American? Why are we making it more expensive to be an American in a time of great inflation? Why is he doing this? These are questions that I think demand answers. I will tell you one further thing. When you look at the baby formula messaging uh, and the absence of that, is this going to be the new crisis du jour? When you start 
watching any top of the hour news show, they open up on the um, on the absence of baby formula. Well, I'll tell you something. I don't think the news will stay that that crisis will, will will be with us that long as a news story. I think the crisis will be with us for a bit, but I don't think it will be a news story. It will not take um, the time that, say, Ukraine has taken or any other crisis that we were dealing with uh, for weeks and months on end. And I'll tell you why. It's not favorable to the administration. That's why. This is not something they can rally the country around. This is an embarrassment on their part. If you listen to Elise Stefanik and the House Republicans who are demanding hearings on this, um, you will understand that uh, the administration has known about this baby formula shortage for some good many months now. Why is it now just getting their attention? Maddening enough for you? Perhaps not. How big will this story be? From the New York Post, border detention center looks stocked with baby formula despite storage. You have got to look at this store. You have got to see the pictures. You won't find this scene at CVS or Target. As American families deal with a shortage of baby formula across the U.S., a lawmaker has released images of dozens of boxes of the coveted product lining the shelves at an illegal migrant processing facility near the U.S.-Mexico border. Rep. Cap Kamak, our Florida, shared the images of pallets of infant formula at the Ursula Migrant Processing Center in McAllen, Texas. This first photo, she writes, is from this morning. She talks about what you see. You've got to see these pictures. It's a lot of baby formula reserved for not Americans, reserved for not Americans. In fact, they even have signs on them, do not take. What's interesting about the pictures in this New York Post article uh, that also will not get comment um, because this had to be a crisis only when Donald Trump was the president um, is uh, at, uh, a picture that's stunning. It's a stunning picture. You know what it is? It looks like a huge room, a detention facility, um, if, you, if, if that's the best word for it. It could be any gymnasium with huge steel cages in it. Huge steel cages in it. Take a look at the story, Bill. New York Post, border detention center has baby, baby formula amid shortage photos. Why are the big, huge steel cages there? I thought we were against putting people in cages. Or is that only when there's a Republican in president? Nothing about this story is advantageous to the presidency, which is why I don't think it will constitute a big part of our crisis industrial complex for weeks on end. The problem will, the coverage of it won't. That's, that's how these things work. Kind of, kind of, kind of like Ukraine. Let me get back to Ukraine in a moment. But before I do, let me just give the last word on this story to the folks at Issues in, and Insights. It's taking President Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats all of 16 months to turn the land of plenty into one plagued by empty shelves and rationing. Well, Biden did promise to transform America, but how many voters knew that this is what he had in mind? The latest in the growing list of shortages is the chronic and dangerous scarcity of baby formula that is causing new parents to scramble to find supplies and stores to ration how much customers can buy. The latest industry data shows that 40% of America's baby formula supplies are out of stock, up from 29% in March and 11 percent last fall. Do you get that? It's gotten steadily worse, almost doubling each quarter. The problem has almost doubled each quarter to where we are now, where 40 percent of America's baby formula supplies are out 
of stock. Um, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about conservatives uh, wanting uh, to protect life only up to the point of birth, which is itself a libel and a slander and not true. Where have the Democrats been on this? Where have the party of women and children been on this? Absent. So what did Joe Biden do today? He held a press conference to put out a new strategy on how to deal with it, except the press conference wasn't in public. Did you notice that? Did you know He held a press conference today, just wouldn't allow cameras. I wonder why. Why do you think that's going on? You, you, you are in the midst of something that would be very close to scandalous if it were a Republican president. It would be known as a garrison presidency. When you cannot let the president talk to the American people, he will not talk to the American people. He will not take questions from the press corps in public. We got used to the phrase. We got used to the phrase when President Trump was the president. We got used to the phrase that we were in a constitutional crisis. Every week was a constitutional crisis. If you listen to Nancy Pelosi or Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, occasionally Adam Schiff would use those phrases. Chuck Schumer used it an awful lot. I can't remember what the constitutional crisis was from 2017 to 2020, I, I through 2020. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember a single thing that would constitute, in my mind, a constitutional crisis. But when you have a president, by the way, should go without saying that was with a president who was very accessible to the American people and would do hour long, hour and a half long pressers in public. Any question, any reporter, it would be back and forth. It would be sparring. But there he was clearly capable of understanding questions and giving answers that you may not have liked, but at least were in English and made sense. Not saying things like inflation is our strength, which is the last thing President Biden said in public to the public, as far as I can recall, which was a few days ago. Let me talk just for a moment about Ukraine. When's the last time that was in the news for you? When's the last time you thought about it? I'm old enough to remember a month ago, two months ago, people losing sleep over what was happening because of Russia and Ukraine. I remember a month ago, two months ago, people saying, well, maybe someone will assassinate Putin as if that were likely or viable or even recommendable. But that's how upset and stressed we were. I'm old enough to remember what Joe Biden said in his State of the Union address about shaking the foundations of the free world, the invasion of Ukraine. Well, where is it? What's happened? Is it over? This is the world we live in. It's not drive-by media. It's crisis industrial complex on crises that the media will keep as a crisis only so long as it makes the Democrats look good. And when it starts not to, because the expectations have been set so high, on to the next thing. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. I don't know if I regret uh, mentioning this yesterday or not, uh, but I, speaking of this crisis industrial complex, I kind of asked um, yesterday in my, in my monologue, whatever happened to COVID? Is it gone? Banished from our country? Can it possibly be? We just kind of kicked it out? 
You don't hear anything about it from the press. You don't hear anything about it from the administration. And yet, if you do the data research, there were 118,000 new cases reported by the CDC yesterday, which was higher than the average throughout October of 2020, the month before the presidential election. That's when Donald Trump was president. And last month, there were more COVID-related deaths, according to the CDC, than some days in October 2020, the month before the presidential election. Uh, As for that vaccine mandate by your employer or your government, uh, let me remind you of a headline from the Wall Street Journal yesterday. COVID-19 cases rise in parts of the United States with the highest vaccination rates. Anyone going to put a couple of things together there or not? I don't know. But why do I say I kind of regret raising it? Well, I I kind of every once in a while like to see the difference between what CNN thinks the world is all about and what Fox thinks the world is all about. So I go to their, you know, their their mutual websites, the respected web, respectable websites, sorry, respective websites. And um, there is this story for for four items down at CNN. New White House covid projection puzzles experts. Yeah. Okay. I clicked that story. That's kind of interesting to me. The White House is taking COVID seriously, evidently. It has a new COVID response coordinator. Uh, Let me read you what CNN is reporting. It was a stern and startling warning from the White House's new COVID response coordinator. In the fall and winter, the U.S. could potentially see 100 million new COVID-19 infections if Congress doesn't approve federal funding to fight the pandemic, 100 million new COVID infections next year. Now, hold on a second. I know it's hard to keep track of everything, and I'll give you the rest of the story in a moment. But the White House coordinator is telling us that there could be 100 million new COVID infections in America next year. Do you realize we have yet to hit? 100 million COVID infections in this country with two and a half years? According to my data, the data I have here is we've done a little over 84 million coronavirus cases in the United States of America over the course of two and a half years. But next year, we're going to have we're going to beat that in total and then add to it. We're going to have 100 million next year. Does this even pass the sniff test? Well, back to the CNN story, that warning from Dr. Ashish Jha, who said the projection was based on a range of internal and external models, jolted some public health experts. Yeah, I imagine it would. And even came as a surprise to some Biden administration officials. I would imagine it would. And the details of where exactly that 100 million number had been derived from was not discussed with key administration officials. As of Thursday morning, the White House had not yet released the underlying data that it says supports the projection. Yeah, I imagine they can't. A senior administration official has told CNN that the 100 million infection number is a moderate one that falls somewhere in the middle of more conservative and extreme projections. Oh, my goodness gracious. You mean it could be more than 100 million next year? Folks, be prepared to believe nothing that is coming from the mainstream media and the corporate media or this White House. I'll give you another one. 
We talked about yesterday the new numbers out of the CDC on 107,000 drug overdose deaths in this country. You want to know what the Biden plan is on that? Did you hear Biden holding off the record press conference about that today? The story was released yesterday. Did you hear Jen Psaki address that issue today? Keep in mind, again, 107,000 drug overdose deaths. Average age, half the average age of COVID deaths. Half. Half. You got that? We are dealing with a younger population. And when it comes to children, which COVID hardly touched, you get about twice the number of drug overdose deaths amongst children that you do COVID. About twice the number of adolescent drug overdose deaths as COVID deaths. What is being done about this? When it came to when it came to the COVID threat against children, which again was half the threat that drug overdose deaths are, when it came to that, boy, we closed schools. We closed everything having to do with children's education. We didn't only just close schools. We closed after-school activities, after-school athletics. Excuse me. We closed playgrounds. We closed uh, athletic facilities for children. And we had responsible doctors telling children not to play with other children. We totally disrupted their world, totally disrupted their world socially, academically, emotionally, and we reaped, if I may use a phrase of Chuck Schumer's, a whirlwind, a predicted whirlwind, but we reaped it. We reaped it. Mental health emergency department visits were up on average 31% for adolescents due to the stress and anxiety we imposed on them in our COVID mitigation efforts. Teen suicide attempts We're up 50%. Were we closing schools for kids or were we closing schools to soothe the paranoia and anxiety of adults? Were we using children in this country or were we protecting children? Because we aren't protecting them now in either event when it comes to the thing that does actually harm them and younger Americans. Drug overdose deaths. Eighty so percent of that is fentanyl, by the way. Eighty percent, roughly 80 percent of those deaths are attributable to fentanyl overdoses. The fentanyl overdoses need another word. They need to be known as illegal fentanyl overdoses. You know why they need to be known as illegal fentanyl overdoses? Because fentanyl is used by physicians in, in operating procedures and in, and in, and in some, medicinal, um, some medicinal pain, uh, pain management. But 80% of them are illegal fentanyl overdoses. Where, do that, where does that illegal fentanyl come from? You have time for one more number? 95 plus percent from our southern border. The administration doing anything about that? No. The administration does have a plan, though, and it was called harm reduction. I'll tell you about the scandal of that when we come right back. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. You get the the feeling sometimes we're just hanging on by a thread here? I do. (sighs) 
Well, uh, consumer prices are still surging uh, at their fastest pace since December 1981. And even worse, even more ominous wholesale uh, inflation prices are up. And the markets are reacting to this runaway inflation and uh, the drastic measures by the Fred. Uh, aren't uh, aren't really getting the job done when it comes to thousand point a day drops. That's your investment security being flushed, which is why I re- recommend diversifying with physical gold from Midas Gold Group, veteran owned Midas Gold Group. I love this company. Gold traditionally does hold its value when the dollar falls and economies fail. Don't let inflation steal your savings while the leftist policies damage financial markets even further. Think about diversifying your investments today with physical gold and precious metals with the only gold company I recommend, Midas Gold Group. Seb uses them, I use them, and many of you already do too. Check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com or give them a buzz at 480-360-3000. That's the Midas Gold Group. I own gold and silver from them. It would be great if you would as well. Can I say give them a buzz, Bill? Do people know what that means anymore? Is that like saying roll down your car window? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> give give someone, drop a line. Do we say that? Any phrases don't matter anymore. Uh, a lot of things seem not to matter anymore. This drug thing is bothering me to no end, in part, in part because I know that this is solvable. And I know that it's solvable because we've solved it before. We have reduced drug use in this country before. When this country was serious about it, we rolled up our sleeves and reduced drug use from the high point in 1979 to 50%. We got it down 50% between 79 and 93 when we started taking it seriously in the late 80s and early 90s. And how did we take it seriously? Well, of course, there were a lot of efforts and a lot of activities. Most of it had to do with conversations Um, that were uh, disseminated and promulgated using mass media and sponsored by the government. When's the last time you saw a communication from the government on this? The funny thing is we used to have a drug czar that uh, was prominent and available and everywhere. Do you even know if we have a drug czar right now? Do we even know? Yes, there is one. You've never seen him. You've never heard from him, and you won't. Do you know who created the office of drug czar? Joe Biden. Joe Biden in the Senate Judiciary Committee created the office of drug czar. He knew this issue. I was about to say he knows this issue. I can't say that anymore. I just can't because he's obviously it's obviously a question what faculties and capacities he has to know anything anymore. He thinks inflation is our strength at this point. He's um, when he talks about the Ukraine, he can't make up his mind about whether the administrative staff needs to correct him or he needs to correct them about whether we're sending troops into Ukraine or whether we're not sending troops into the Ukraine. So I don't know what he knows anymore. But people around him who have been around him for a long time knows that he at least used to know this issue and at least used to care about this issue. So the administration did decide last month to announce that they were going to take on the growing drug overdose problem with what they call harm reduction. It's a phrase that uh, people in this business have been using for years. It's effectively the equivalent of giving uh, armed robbers guns with, uh, with trigger locks and stronger safeties and sometimes maybe rubber bullets. It's uh, about giving uh, uh, violators uh, safe places Uh, to do it. It's about giving them uh, clean needles 
um, not telling them to stop, not getting them in rehab, not getting them um, in a place where they are no longer a threat to themselves or others, but making that threat safe to them from the use of not the dangerous drug, the dangerous paraphernalia when it is being used and reused, and obviously to keep them from ever getting arrested, which, by the way, for those that think that we're too tough on drug users and drug dealers when we arrest them, we don't really arrest drug users very much. We just don't. It's mostly about it's mostly drug trafficking and drug sales. But if you ever find are fortunate enough to find in your midst a drug user in recovery, more than 50% of them, more than 50% of them will tell you they didn't get clean until they got arrested. They didn't see the light until they saw the law. Still more to tell you about this and what the administration is doing because they're lying to you about what they're doing. And thank God the Washington Free Beacon is on it. I'll give you that story when we come back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you are in the market, if you're looking for a really great, unique investment opportunity with a great return for investors, I want you to check out my friends at Y-Refi. They are my friends. I spent a lot of time with them. And as I say, it is a remarkable offer. We're talking about a no load, a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Y-Refi is in the business of helping people do their best to dig out of debt the right way and to actually accomplish digging out of debt by doing the right thing and paying off their debts, doing so with dignity and even getting their FICO scores fixed along the way. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by really great people who are doing very well by helping others and you can be too. I want you to check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, investyrefi.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. Local company, you can visit with them. They're happy to talk to you all about their business with no sales pitch even. Again, investyrefi.com or 855-316-3087. Eight, seven. As usual, tell them I sent you. Okay, um, the lying and the ineffectuality of what is being done by this administration on the drug overdose de- on the on the drug uh, overdose death issue. Thank you, Washington Free Beacon. You will not get this story anywhere else because the rest of the corporate media is in the tank of protecting the administration. This is going to drive you batty. What I'm about to read to you because it involves this notion of people. I don't know. Do you ever have conversations with people and you kind of, you know, they give you the conventional wisdom, the usual liberal left line, and you say, well, actually, no, that's not true. And they go, oh, stalemate. Let's go look it up. And you go and the first thing you hit or the second thing you hit is a fact check on that issue. Can't trust these fact checks, folks. You cannot check them any more than Larry Elder can be a white supremacist are these fact checkers. Okay, they are not. Every word, and it'll be part of my monologue today, I'll get into this whole issue of the language games the media on the left are playing with us, but I'll do that at the top of the third hour. Let me give you this story. Crack pipes are distributed in safe smoking kits up and down the East Coast. 
raising questions about the Biden administration's assertion that its multi-million dollar harm reduction program won't funnel taxpayer dollars to drug paraphernalia. Safe smoking kits. Aren't you glad the administration is involved in distributing safe smoking kits? Does that make you happy? And the paraphernalia to go with it? Because, of course, if you're a drug addict or a drug user and abuser, of course, when you get the pipes and the paraphernalia, you're just going to use, you know, the legal safe stuff, right? Is there a legal safe thing that you can smoke? I guess I'm talking about tobacco, which isn't exactly safe, right? Is that is that what we expect these drug addicts to use with these with this paraphernalia, tobacco? The findings are the result of a Washington Free Beacon visit to five harm reduction organizations and calls to over two dozen more. In fact, Every organization we visited, facilities in Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Richmond, Virginia, included crack pipes in their kits. Let me give you those cities again, because these are cities with big drug problems. Okay, this isn't, um, I don't know what city isn't, uh, but this isn't, I don't know. I I hate to mention a city because it's everywhere. It's a, it's a pandemic. But Boston, New York, Washington, Baltimore, and Richmond are no slouches when it comes to this problem. And they all had crack pipes in the kits paid for with your taxpayer dollars because this administration thinks that's a good way to fight the drug overdose death problem. The kits became the subject of national attention after a Free Beacon report two months ago in February indicating that the $30 million program was set to fund the distribution of free crack pipes in safe smoking kits. Safe smoking kits. I I don't even know how you get that word out there. I don't even know how that's a word, a phrase, that the administration is peddling. A safe smoking kit. I mean, I come to this as someone who used to have this problem, smoking. (laughs) I'm not... not I'm not unfamiliar with the problem of smoking. I struggled with it for years and years and years. I understand this is a problem, but I will tell you this. It's not a safe problem. Smoking is in no manner, way, shape, or form a safe thing. Why are they calling them safe smoking kits? Why are they trying to cleanse the toxic? Why are they trying to make innocent the guilty? Why are they trying to make healthy and helpful the harmful and unhealthy? Pressed in the matter, pressed on the matter in a February 9th uh, press briefing, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki issued a full-throated denial that this was taking place. Quote, they were never part of the kit. It's inaccurate conspiratorial reporting, Psaki said of the pipes. Quote, a safe smoking kit may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the tr- transmission of diseases, but not Pipes, close quote. By the way, why lip balm? I, I, if someone wants to educate me on how lip balm is, is, is I, okay, I guess, I guess if your lips are so desiccated or dried out, they can be subject to infection, I suppose. So we're, we're giving chapstick to drug dealers here and drug users. Okay. While the contents of sp- safe smoking kits vary from one organization to another, 
And while those from some organizations may not contain crack pipes, all of the organizations we visited made crack pipes as well as paraphernalia for the use of heroin, cocaine, and crystal methamphetamine readily available without requiring or offering rehab services, suggesting that pipes are included in many, if not most, of the kits distributed across the country. Why is there no rehab service being offered? And why is there no prevention messaging taking place? None. Zero. Again, I ask you. This problem has been steadily growing for the past several years. When's the last time you saw any prevention messaging? Between the late 80s and early 90s, you couldn't turn on any form of media without prevention messaging. They even embedded the messaging into popular TV shows, or at least, or I should say TV shows and movies embedded the messages themselves. Because they took the issue seriously, because then it was a serious issue, even though the body count and the death toll was nowhere close to this number. You know what the numbers were in those days? You didn't see 20,000. It didn't get to 20,000 deaths a year. We're now at 107,000 deaths a year. 10,000 was about the number, give or take, on a given year. 10,000 deaths a year in those days. And it was a prevention message everywhere. And we got it down. We got the problem down. Their ideas to give crack pipes and call it safe smoking kits. Why not just why 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 not just drop the pretense? Just just drop the pe- pretense. S- safe meth, safe safe coke, safe meth, and safe uh, heroin kits. Just just call. I mean, if you're going to call the 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 mechanism of delivery safe, which it isn't, any doctor will tell you. No smoking is safe. Why not just call the underlying drug safe too? As long as we're as long as, as long as we're in Humpty Dumpty territory of making words mean what we want them to mean rather than what they really mean, just call it safe heroin. Memorial Day's coming up, folks. Uh, we've been uh, pitching a um, a campaign. We don't know them all, but we owe them all. So this Memorial Day, what we're doing here at the Patriot is commemorating those uh, are the the best way we can minimally of course given what they gave us but we're commemorating those who paid the ultimate sacrifice we're honoring the price of freedom they paid for us we're looking for stories from you about those who paid that ultimate price um and on the week of may 23rd coming up each day i will uh, read those incredible stories of heroism from you our listeners if you know of someone a family member friend uh someone uh, that you grew up with, uh, that you would like to honor. We will honor all stories, but we will select at random one story. And uh, the person who sends that in, we will send them a flag that has flown, a United States of America flag that has flown over the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C., specifically flown over to honor all veterans. So this Memorial Day, share a special part of your history with us that has made all of our history share your special story then listen on the week of in the week of may 23rd and you just may very well hear it as i read it on air you can go to 960thepatriot.com to get more uh, information on it and how to uh, submit uh, those stories to us it's um it's a solemn occasion obviously memorial day uh, a lot of people aren't ever quite sure the best way to talk about it. You don't really want to say have a happy Memorial Day. I've uh, I've been inclined to say have a meaning 
meaningful Memorial Day, um, have a uh, somber Memorial Day even. But um, we will do our best uh, to give uh, the due that uh, we can uh, feebly, as best we can, give to those uh, we owe uh, who have given their last full measure of devotion. Do people know where that phrase comes from anymore, by the way? Do people still use that phrase anymore, last full measure of devotion? Yeah, it's, a fu- it's, 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 it's part of not only just the van- vanishing frame of reference, but it's also part of the vanishing education Americans uh, used to get. They used to be—I don't know if you had to, Bill— uh, a lot of us had to, when we were growing up, had to memorize the Gettysburg Address, or at least be very familiar with it, Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. That's where that phrase comes from, last full measure of devotion. It's uh, it's Lincoln's phrase. And, uh, well, you know, we were spending a good part of the last few years, um, you know, doing the important things in education here, you know, with fourth grade illiteracy in math and English so high, we were going about taking Lincoln's name off schools and taking down statues of Frederick Douglass in this country. That's, that's, that's how we do things here. Just as in the midst of a drug crisis, we give out crack pipes and put them in kits called safe smoking kits. That's, that's the way we go, go about our business here these days. World turned upside down. I'm Seth Liebson. We will be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 